Welcome to the Elite Life with Trisha and Kylie. This is where we'll teach you how to develop grit, give yourself grace, and succeed in real estate. So let's dive in. Hey, 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 friends. I am so excited you joined us today for another episode of the Elite Life Podcast. Um, This show is going to be extra awesome and extra full of knowledge, new skills, and just amazing things to learn. Yes, mostly because we have our friend Andrew... I always botch your last name, dude. Oh, good. Futrell. Futrell. See, I said it right 49,000 times before you got here. Yep. And... I tell Trish all the time she can't take me anywhere. You are the CEO and co-founder of Mindset Marketing, and I have been learning so, so much from you because I am technologically disinclined, and um, it might go along with uh, the age gaps that we were talking about in our bonus footage. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, So you have really just taken a lot off of my plate, and it has been such a blessing getting to know you and such a blessing to have you here. Thank you. so say hello to to all of our friends out there. Hello, hello. I'm very <laughs> excited to be here. Grateful that you guys even invited me on. I'm pumped. I love doing podcasts. <laughs> um, so let's just um, let's just kind of jump in. I mean, yeah. you are a complete and total rock star when it comes to the social media world. Thank you. Marketing. Um, Uh, navigating the labyrinth that is Facebook ads back end. If you are listening and you know anything of what I'm talking about, you have certainly taken your fair share of Excedrin migraine while trying to figure all that out on your own. But um, the best thing is that there are people out there like Andrew who provide so much support and knowledge. And um, I mean, you've definitely even been there when I've had questions and it's just like a random afternoon on like a Sunday. I'm like, oh my God, I'm trying to get this What's done. going on? Yeah. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> um, so let's start. Um, let's begin at the beginning. Why don't you share with everybody um, how you got into this industry? It's always so amazing to hear everybody's story of what brought you to this place of amazingness. Yeah, so... Like beginning, beginning, like career well, beginning. Yeah. Or like what what beginning? what led you to get into the marketing and the social media? And um, did you go to college for that classes? Yep. So, I uh, so I was not a studious kid. I didn't <laughs> like school, so I actually uh, didn't end up going to college at all. Um, I actually graduated high school with a 1.9 GPA and I got like a 16 on the ACT. So not like book smart, but I grew up in an entrepreneurial household. My dad owned a business. So I kind of knew from a young age that that's something that I wanted to get into. But I also knew you weren't like business world is more experience, not so much like book smart. It's knowing what's going on and, and having skills that you can monetize. But you don't necessarily need to know all the vocab terms, you know. So um, didn't end up going to college. I actually ended up working for an IT company uh, right away as a customer advocate. So I was doing uh, customer service, tier one customer service and like some simple programming, adding users to phone systems and like changing passwords. Mm -hmm. But I was learning all this like technological stuff about how the Internet worked and VoIP phone systems and literal like how the phone uh, poles outside and the phone wires like were put in 200 years ago and all the like all the crazy stuff about how the internet actually works data centers that stuff yeah um went through like a little bit of a dark 
period in 2014 to 2017. And during that time, I found Gary Vaynerchuk and Grant Cardone. Those were great, uh, very grateful for this. Those were the first two that I found. And during that time, I think it was in 2014, Gary V started posting daily vlogs Mm -hmm. about running a marketing agency. So I was working in telecom, doing my IT programming stuff. And every day I would watch Gary V and kind of, you know, get a back end into what life is like running a huge marketing agency. I absolutely fell in love with it. At the same time, Ty Lopez came out with a video on YouTube where he's in his garage with his Lamborghinis and the famous quote for all my generation will know this. I'm here in my garage, but look at all these books. And he's got a bookshelf in his garage right above his Lamborghinis. And the whole pitch of that video was to sell a course. Mm. So that's where I first learned about information products, which is what we've been working on a lot recently. So um, I, I found out that a lot of kids that were my age at the time, 18 to 23, were starting marketing agencies, working with business owners. And I was hearing the outcome because I knew 400 plus business owners at this time uh, from my time in the IT world mm-hmm. um, and just kind of getting connected with a bunch of different businesses. I'm hearing the horror stories of working with these young marketing agencies. Oh, no. <laughs> and I had an idea. I was like, huh, I know all the tech and I've been working as a customer advocate taking care of multi-billion dollar clients. So why don't I just go off and start my own marketing agency and we're going to do only the technical stuff that these guys don't understand and we're just going to be the ultimate customer service company that can actually provide that the excuse me help and the return on investment because that was the big thing there you know there are kids my age uh, at the time you know 21 years old charging $10,000 a month just to run Facebook ads mm-hmm. and so the company that they're charging that to if they're not paying enough in ad spend they're not going to get the return on the investment and so just off the bat, it would end up being like a twenty to $30,000 a month investment. Ooh. And these kids didn't understand how to run Facebook ads. They were just told by some guy on a course that, hey, 55-year-olds don't understand how to use the technology that we have today. So you can go and sell this. Mm. Oh, what's a good price point? Oh, well, you can sell it for whatever you want. And so these young kids are like, well, I want to make a bunch of money. So I'm going to go off. And so that's kind of how I got into it. I, I had my start in IT and and telecom and learning the internet. And that's how I got good at the back end of Facebook, because it's just another software at the end of the day. I think that's yeah. how we started our first session. I was like, hey, it's just a it, once you understand the user interface and what all the menus are, it gets a lot easier because you're the ultimate goal is the same every single time. Mm-hmm. And so once you learn where the buttons are and what to press, it's clockwork at that point, you know. You you said something interesting, like walking it back a little bit. Um going back to Gary is like what I find your your story sounds very similar to his. Is that why you connected with him so well? hundred percent. Yeah. He wouldn't work for his dad's company and and my goal at the time when I was eighteen years old and didn't know anything about the world was, Dad, here's everything that's wrong with your company. Mm-hmm. Let me fix it all. And I thought that and I didn't know about Gary Vee when I was making those statements. I found out about him a year or two later. But like, yeah, that was the ultimate goal at the end of the day was to be exactly like that. What yeah. was your dad's company? Uh Technology Solutions. They're okay. based in Livonia. Yeah. Okay. Just so a small, time. small 14-person company. They were competing with AT&T on a daily basis. Nice. So that's what kind yeah. of inspired me to be like, okay, I don't need to build the 900-person 
Vayner Media Marketing Agency, I could have 15 employees and be working with multi-billion dollar companies because that's what I was doing. So, um, yeah, very interesting. So the other thing that I really loved about how your how your business started is you saw a need and you filled it and you saw people kind of sort of getting taken advantage of, like you said, and you saw the injustice in that and you came in and you're like, no, let's do this the right way. Um, so I, I love that, that you had a really just awesome, like ethical motivation to to start something to, you know, to change lives, to change businesses. Um, so what would be your, give us your elevator pitch on mindset marketing, if you have one. So nowadays, five years ago, it would have been different. But nowadays, mindset marketing is a media buying hub. So we will take all of your uh, videos, all your content, your brand name, whatever. And we'll, our goal is to get you a return on your investment with your ad spend. So we're doing strictly paid advertising. I don't really have a, a 60 second pitch. I'm, I'm not a sales guy at all. That's not my forte. So I'm just going to tell you what we do um, in, in a nutshell. But so at the end of the day, we're an advertising agency and we're going to help uh, the small, medium sized business, the, uh, you know, solo real estate agent that doesn't have much support from their broker or whatever it might be. Um, with figuring out the tactical, like ninja y ways to make money online. Um, there are a lot of stigmas. There are a lot of regrets that people have. They've been screwed over, all that type of stuff. So the goal is just to clear that stigma. Everybody can make money online because it's the same as making money in the real world. You're dealing with people. Mm-hmm. And so my goal is to just kind of bring the good back into the reputation of that. Yeah. And I know, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm like, Kylie, you're going to run the interview, but I have to talk. (laughs) No, 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 no. This is my turn. But I just wanted to throw in there because number one, I think it's important and why I wanted to have you on the show is because like a lot of business owners or like you mentioned, like solo realtors don't know that there's companies out there like you because you can sink so much money. Like before we started this, I was talking about how I spent 20 grand on one radio commercial because you don't know what you don't know. Right. Right. Um, or how much money I've just wasted, like boosting ads, boosting ads, boosting ads. And when we first started stars Academy with selling our course for realtors so that they could learn more, um, I like kind of defaulted back to like, okay, we'll boost these ads. And then I'm like, what am I doing? Like we need to call Andrew again so we can actually like, like make this money make sense, right? right? But a strategy behind it. Yeah, a strategy. Yes. Yes. You need to have a strategy. And I think that's like one of the big mistakes that people make is you don't know what you don't know. And so instead of just like finding someone who knows how to do it, you sit there and you waste money, you waste time, you get frustrated. And everybody gets to that point where you've wasted money, you've wasted time and you're frustrated. And it's like, this isn't what I'm an expert at. Like I'm a real estate broker and I can coach other people to be amazing realtors, but I'm not a Facebook ads expert. So why am I going to sit here and like waste my time, money and energy when I can just have Kylie go learn it from you or you do it for us? Like that just makes more sense. Exactly. And that's uh, one of the things that I've been focusing on recently. There's a book out there called The One Thing. And that's kind of what I've been uh, working on in my own business is what's the one thing where if I spend all my time on that, I'm going to have the most impact. Mm -hmm. And then figuring out how to delegate the rest. 
Um, and that, that's how everybody needs to be in their business if they want to get to that next level. So, mm-hmm. you know, that I, I 100% agree with that. And that's the thing is like, that's how I found the value in what we were going to be doing in the marketing world is as an IT company, our job was to do the IT stuff. Like when you come into the office, do you just want your computer and your phone to work? When yes. you pick it up, do you just want yeah. the dial yes, tone Lord to be Jesus, there? Yes, Lord Jesus, please let exactly. it work. Exactly. So like you hire an <laughs> IT company that gets that done. And then you don't have to question it. And every day when you log when you log in and you can't figure it out, you call the IT guy and they reset your password and it's just easy and it's done. And that's the goal. Like ultimately, it should be that easy for any business or uh, solopreneur or whatever it might be to you know find the success and and know the tools and use the tools. A lot of the the advertising industry is wild. I had <laughs> zero experience with the adver- I hadn't worked for an agency. I didn't know any traditional marketing companies. I thought that radio and TV were dead. Little do I know now, five years later, oh my gosh, it's still like one of the most effective marketing tools. So um, yeah, coming into the advertising world, I was finding out that like, like people were just charging an absurd amount of money to yeah. get their help. And it's like, you know, a lot of this stuff is available for free on YouTube, but like, it's not easy to put together. i put all the dots together and I'm 28, 27. So like, I'll, I'll do it way cheaper. Like I don't need a million dollars right now. I want to help as many people, literally help others. Uh, I want to help as many people as I can. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, it's just wild. Like, I, I don't know. I've always put like helping others first, uh, and making money second. And that might be a hindrance to me in the future. We'll find out. But the ultimate goal here is to to help and to make it easy for other people to be doing this stuff. Yeah. I don't I don't think that that's a bad way to go about it at all, because I mean, as we've kind of talked about before, as I've heard Andy Frisella talk about, like when you treat every single person like a million dollars, like even if you don't make like you're investing in your future. So like right. even if you don't make a ton of money off of that person, entrepreneurs surround themselves with other entrepreneurs. So like, you know, I surround myself with other real estate agents and brokerages. And so like when I'm having success and you're, we're having these amazing experiences together and I come into Trisha's office and I'm like, oh my God, that's so amazing. I can't believe it. Right. You know, we're telling other people about it. So I think that that's a really good mindset to have. And I, I think that it's been proven, um, no, I don't have any like studies or journals or articles, but I think that it's been proven that when you have like a money oriented mindset, it's like, it's like you, you don't go as far, No, you know, because people know, like when you're just out for money, like I said, that company now, when I have a conversation, I talk about that company that charged me 20 grand for a commercial that's always a negative conversation. Exactly. It's never yeah. like, oh, you should go to this place. Right. No help you out. For the commercial. Right. Whereas if I'm talking about your company, I'm like, you should totally go to him. Like, he's amazing. He's yep. so helpful. He teaches you all the stuff. Like, everything's great. Right. Like, I can just blindly say, hey, Kylie, go work with Andrew. Yep. I didn't ask how much it's going to cost. What is right. it? Like, I know, like, it's going to be handled and it's going to be great and it's going to be worth it. Yes. You know? So, like, that that goes on and that reputation carries on. And I think the rest always takes 
takes care of itself. And that's what I teach the agents too. Like if you go out there with a servant's heart, like you just want to help people, that's just going to continue on and people are going to tell their friends and tell their family. And then everything just goes from there. It just comes back. Like whether you believe in like karma or whatever you want to call it. Like I've seen it in my own life. I'm sure you've seen it in yours. I know Trisha's seen it. I know producer Dave has seen it. Like (laughs) it, it always comes back. Yeah. And a lot of times it's double, triple, quadruple, 10 times fold. Right. Uh, One of my mentors, uh, he has a quote saying that the receiving process begins with giving. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I always say too, like if you're ever in a bad mood, the quickest way to get in a good mood is to go do something for somebody else. Like even if it's small, like the other day I was so mad, so, so mad. And um, Andy was like, oh, I got to find someone to to let out my dog. And I'm like, I'll go let out your dog. He's like, I'm sure you have a million other things to do in your day than let out my dog. And I was like, actually, it just brought me a lot of joy just to do something for somebody else and get my mind off of what I was mad about, even though it was just go and play with your dog for 10 minutes. You also got to play with his sweet smush face. I know. Exactly. Louis V, the the English bulldog. Right. Yep. Um, All right. So I have another question. Um, So like I said, I'm not super tech savvy. I'm sure that plenty of our listeners are in the same boat as me. Um, We only know what we know about Facebook because we have to be on there and we're interacting with people. But as far as like using it as a tool for branding and marketing, what tips do you have for like the average regular person? Um, Give me like three to four tips, maybe five. Three is good. Um, Of of uh, things that we can do or ways that we could better use these tools to get the most out of it. Got it. Uh, for real estate specifically, um, I, I want to give context as much as possible because that's what's important with social. Real estate's good. Okay. Um, businesses, businesses, in general. In general. yeah. Like, yeah, how like, does how does one start to like brand their business on social media? Where yeah. do you, where do you start with that? So it, it depends on what your ultimate goal is. So it depends on the business that you're talking to. One of the biggest hacks that I've been telling local service businesses, real estate is one of them. Um, there's a new service from Google. I told you about this mm-hmm. as well called local service ads. And it came out a year ago and I've been screaming it at the top of my lungs to every single local service business that I know it's pay per live phone call. So if you want to talk about impact on your business, this isn't a, uh, you know, a landscaping company up in Travers that's buying a grouping of leads from Angie's list, but also there are five other landscaping companies buying those same leads. Yeah. This isn't a real estate agent buying leads from Zillow, but Zillow is also selling those leads to 20 other agents, right? This is persons going to Google, searching for real estate agents near me for a specific outcome, pay per phone call. The cool thing is, is that you don't pay if you don't get connected live. And you don't pay if the call isn't qualified for what you want it to be. So if you're only doing luxury listings and you get a call for uh, somebody that's looking for an apartment but is Section 8, that's a far, like, huge gap in between luxury homes and Section 8 apartment rental. If that call comes in, you just go on to Google. Hey, Google, this call came in, wasn't qualified, and they'll take it off your bill entirely. Nice. Are we writing this down, Kylie? Right. I I saw her taking notes. So so if you're a real estate agent or if you're a local service business and ultimately, again, like you could post online all you want, but that's not necessarily the thing that's going to bring in leads and sales. So the paid ads is what people usually go to, the 
for the thing that's actually going to get conversions. And then the ultimate goal out of that is like, how do you get the ROI? So local service ads have been a lifesaver because it's not pay per click. You're not paying for website clicks. Right. When people go to your website, 98% of them are just going to leave the website. Mm-hmm. 2% are going to leave their contact info. So if you're doing local service ads, it's pay per call. You're not paying for clicks. You only pay if you get connected. If it's not a good call or not an accurate call for what you're looking for, you don't have to pay for it. Just a huge hack uh, that a lot of people aren't using still. Like it's still a relatively new thing. Um, You can use it at the broker level. You can also use it at the agent level. Or if you have teams inside of your brokerage, they can all have their own, uh, all that type of stuff. Um, Next hack that these are just things that people don't take advantage of, by the way. These aren't like, I'll get into social media stuff in a second. The next thing would be follow-up. If you get a lead from online, uh, if you don't follow up, there's a statistic out there. You could probably Google search it and get the accurate info. But after five minutes, the likelihood of that um, lead becoming somebody that actually ends up buying from you goes down by 80% if you don't respond within five minutes. So having some form of follow-up where they're being acknowledged via text or email or whatever, when they leave their information on your site or when they take your opt-in or whatever it might be, that first five minutes is the most important um, because that's what will help turn that potential deal into a sale. Um, Now getting into social. Reels and TikTok are pretty much the only thing that matter. Okay. Same with YouTube Shorts. Uh, I heard the other day from Gary Vee, I don't tune into him often anymore, but I heard him talking about the other day that YouTube is, uh, shifting their algorithm to focus more on shorts. So basically what you're looking for on social media is where's the underpriced attention at? Where can I get more views when I have less followers? So everybody's attracted to TikTok because you could have five followers and get 10,000 views on a video right? So now YouTube is kind of that platform where if you don't have a bunch of subscribers, they're still showing new shorts, which is just TikTok-y videos, Reels videos. Um, They're showing shorts to everybody and they're just cycling through the content and kind of pushing people out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a friend who started posting on social maybe a year and a half ago. Just a girl I went to high school with, nothing crazy. Uh, She does hair and beauty. Um, she's actually going back to school. She quit her full-time job because she's an influencer now. In a year and a half, she went from 3,000 followers on Instagram and zero followers on TikTok to, I think she's at 340,000 on Instagram and 900,000 on TikTok. No way. And it's just from video content. She posts an insane amount. And she was working a nine to five when we started talking a year and a half ago. And I was like, okay, we're going to come up with this thing where on the weekend, Friday night, Saturday, Friday night, you're coming up with ideas. Saturday, you're filming all day. Sunday, you're editing. All the videos that you edit on Sunday are the videos that you're going to post throughout the week. And you're going to do the same thing every single week until you can quit. And she started getting brand deals for like $2,000 for one post. And all of a sudden, she's making more than she was at her, you know, she was a senior financial advisor at some big company. Um, So, you know, whatever those pay, I'm assuming she was probably close to, if not over six figures. So, um, you know, she was able to replace that income in a year, and it's strictly off of Reels, TikTok, video content. 
Um, so was she, um, one, one quick question yeah. to, to interrupt before, before our break, was she posting multiple times a day or was depends she depends on the platform? Okay. Every platform's different. The more you can post the better because there's no such thing as posting too much. Shout out Gary V giving him a lot of love in this podcast. <laughs> um, but, uh, on each platform it's different. So I gave the example of like the TikTok dancers that went crazy viral. They would do like one dance. And they would post like 38 videos about it that week, right? And one of the videos would be them doing the dance. One of the videos would be them trying the dance and messing up and laughing. And then one of the videos would be them trying the dance with somebody else and getting it right. And then they're like celebrating at the end. And it's like, they just did the same thing, like five different ways. <laughs> and you're just watching the same video, but because they're smiling, you're like, oh my God, this is such a good video, you know? So like, it doesn't even need to be anything that crazy. You can, uh, Gary Vee calls it DJing content. You can kind of use the same content and just mix it up a little bit um, and just keep reposting. Each platform is different. You know, TikTok, you're going to want to post more often than not. Um, people at the height of TikTok were saying like five to ten times a day. Um, Instagram, the rule of thumb has been if you're really trying to grow, you're going to want to post three times a day. But you don't have to. At all. Like, I don't post ever on social media at all. And I still get business from social media. I'll go on my stories every now and then. Hey, is there anybody that I can help do that? Like, you don't have to be actively posting to get a business result from it. Um, but if you want to, you know, be famous and have a bunch of followers, posting often is definitely the goal to growth. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all those nuggets. I yeah. took some serious notes, y'all. So <laughs> if you were driving in your car listening to all that amazingness coming out of his face hole, you are going to want to come back later and write that down and implement it. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, and then we'll be back for some more nuggets and to wrap up with our friend Andrew from Mindset Marketing. Do you know more than 80% of real estate agents fail and quit in their first year of business? MyStarsAcademy.com has set out to solve this problem by providing a convenient, expert-based training and coaching program for both agents and brokers. The Agent Accelerator program teaches agents everything they need to know to level up their business, have a constant flow of free leads, convert those leads into clients, and take those clients to the closing table and keep them coming back for more as repeat business. Our industry experts have years of proven success in the business and are here to share that gold through one-on-one -on -one coaching. This will help you achieve more structure and work-life balance. We will map you a plan you can follow, which will guide you through the steps to scale and grow in both your business and personal life. Don't be a statistic. Visit MyStarsAcademy.com and enroll today so you can get the success you deserve. Um, so when does someone, in, some, when does somebody know like, okay, I'm at the level where I need to hire someone like you? Like, when does somebody say, all right, I need a professional marketing company. I'm just, I'm just screwing around. Like, I want to get serious about this. How, how I think I was like level? 10 minutes into a project that you asked me and I was like, listen, B, this is not going well. <laughs> Honestly, that's usually the point that I say is like, Hey, you should reach out to somebody or talk to us or whatever. Uh, Honestly, at any point in the process, some people right away, they're craving the information. They want to know the right, like I, one of the biggest things that I pay attention to is who I'm listening to when I get advice. And so that's one of the number one things I tell people all the time is who are you listening to? Like, who are you getting your advice from? Who told you that about TikTok? Who told you that 9am on Instagram is the best time to post? Do you know that that's not true? 
nobody can actually give you an answer for that. Like, there's not a way to give a right answer. So, like, um, yeah, getting back to that question, I there's no, like, accurate time. I think whenever somebody's ready to make a push in the right direction, they should seek the knowledge from the person that, like, from the source, from the person that's doing it the best. And if you can't go to that person, so if you go to, you know, you're looking to win on digital and you've got, you know, $10,000, I'd buy a daily digital deep dive from Gary V. go spend a day at VaynerMedia and learn everything from inside those walls because he gives it all and it's 10 grand and anybody can do it. All the small businesses are going in there. They get like an hour and a half with Gary, but then the rest of it's with his team. I do that all day if I had 10 grand. If you don't, then there are people like me that are, you know, a couple hundred bucks total, you know, a couple hundred bucks an hour, whatever it might end up being that, yes, will put you in the right direction. There's a lot of BS on social media, like people saying, hey, do you want to know the three best times to post on Instagram? And it's like, you can't tell a bunch of people that because that's not accurate. That's not like that's just fluff. You're just trying to put a video out. So like there's a lot of inaccurate information. So it's easy to go down the wrong path. So that's why I started this with saying, who, who are you listening to? And make mm-hmm. sure you're getting the info from the right person. Um, but yeah, at any point in that process, whenever you start doubting your original capability of like, oh, I can do this, or I know what it, like, you'll go into Facebook, you'll be like, oh, I know how to run a Facebook ad. And then you get in there and you're like, oh shit, like maybe I could use some help. Yeah, you end up <laughs> you know? in a David Bowie movie. Yeah. For, for real. Yeah. Because I... I remember, remember when we first sat down together and I was like, how do you even know where you're going? Because you can't even access this stuff from Facebook. Right. Like, you can't. Now, the cool thing is it's free to access. Everybody can access it. For but no. nobody, know, <laughs> nobody knows how to is the funny part. But yeah, no, it, it's... And, and the thing with the technology stuff is it's just repetition. People didn't know how to use TikTok two years ago. Now everybody spends hours a day on it. Yeah. You know? So like uh, my friend that I was just alluding to earlier in the episode, she was uncomfortable on video. She would only post graphic uh, quotes. So she would go on Canva and, and, you know, here are my three tips for healthy eating or here are my three tips for that. And it would be graphics. It would just be images. Mm -hmm. She hasn't posted an image in like a year and a half. Mm. It was just kind of a thing where like, all right, we got to do this now. You know, and eventually you get comfortable with learning how to edit and learning the the deeper technology. Like we sit down for, you know, five hours and now you kind of understand how to set up a Facebook ad or the structure of a campaign and different things like that. Yeah. But when you first start, you're, you know. You're lost. Exactly. In the woods. Yeah. And, and all you need is that initial guidance. There's, I mean, shoot, if you want to know a lot about like what I do in depth, I'll plug my mentor, Jeremy Haynes, he has a whole university of information. I don't know what he's charging for it these days. I paid, you know, $2,000 one time and then 200 bucks a month for years. And I'm kind of grandfathered into all of his new stuff, but it is the most to the point course on everything that I've ever learned about digital marketing. Again, I didn't go to college. You know, I took college courses on Coursera.org, but I didn't go to college. So I didn't learn anything that I know about this stuff from school. It was all YouTube and then a couple of courses, select people, and this was one of them. Um, And then social media, if you want tips and tricks on that and how to win on that, Gary Vee's the guy to go to. Because ultimately, it's not about like the days and the times that you're posting. One of the things that he's been pushing recently is context. So just putting out more content so you can give people context around what you were talking about. 
you know, and mm-hmm. like you're not going to get that tip from some random person on YouTube. Right. You know, so um, and then another uh, tip that he gives that's great is the dollar 80 cent rule for uh, Instagram. If anybody wants to grow their Instagram, look that video up on YouTube. That's the the one to f- that's figure the that one. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, at, at any point in that process where you start to doubt yourself, there there's no harm in seeking help and trying to learn the best way to go about it. And it's pretty easy to tell who doesn't have the right information. And so if you just meet with a couple of people and you spend some time, you have some conversations, you see how genuine they are and all that type of stuff. If the information they're actually giving is good, then eventually it'll work. And where do you think like right now today, like we we've talked about Facebook and we've kind of went back to Facebook because that's where I was comfortable. But that being said, in like this conversation, like, where do you think is the best place for people to be selling like education courses? Like where should people be digitally marketing at? Like where's that best spot right now? So the number one growing age group on TikTok right now is I think 37 to 55. So those are all the people who so are buying on TikTok. Yeah. Well, TikTok. I, I'm not saying that even to say <laughs> be on TikTok. I just hear Samuel L. De- L. Jack. TikTok, MF, TikTok. <laughs> Great quote. Get on the TikTok. I, I'm not even saying that to say be on TikTok, but it's just to say like don't not be on a platform just because you think it's for kids or you right. think, you know, like yeah. there, there's no harm in being on YouTube. There's no harm in being, first off, they're all free. Yeah. So if you got the content, then just be everywhere anyways. If you're running ads now, we might start talking about, hey, if you've only got $1,000 a month for ads, put it on one platform because it'll go to the best use. Like if you put $1,000 on four platforms. You're not going to get much. Exactly. You're going to get way more. if It's like a a light. If it's a laser, boom, it's going in one direction. If it's a flashlight, it's, you know, got a widespread. So like that's more of how I look at it. So it depends on, again, the ultimate goal of what you're looking for. There's no bad platform to be on. Always look for underpriced attention. Where can you get more views, more engagement when you have less followers? Facebook is getting back to that. In 2013, Facebook was unbelievable. You could post and it could reach a bunch of people. Then that went to zero when Facebook was like, oh my gosh, billions of dollars on ads? Heck yeah, we're going to put ads in the, the news feed. Um, Gary Vee just came out with another video last week that was saying his internal team went to, uh, they took Instagram from the number one prioritized platform to the number five hmm. as far as posting and like, attention and like uh, their attention to that platform like responding to comments and all that type of stuff so it literally just like a week or two ago went from the number one platform number one focus to number five and they reprioritized the rest youtube shorts is up there at the top right now and and youtube uh tiktok's up there um snapchat's big facebook is big linkedin has been huge for the past year year and a half really yeah linkedin if you post consistently on linkedin your ability to be like a celebrity superstar in the professional world is like easy Hmm. yeah um there's a taking notes i am yes it's all on audio don't worry Clip, clip it clip it um but yeah no chunk it all up anyways there there's no bad social media um as long as you're pumping good content into it yeah you know so yeah as long as as long as you've got the content be there as much as you can is what i say now you debunked a myth of um 
you know, there's not a certain time to be posting. Yes. So debunk like three myths for us for, so for digital marketing. I want to dive a little bit more into that one because it's interesting. You have data on your Instagram page that says I get engagement on my post at the, on these days. My followers spend time on Instagram at these times. So for me, it might be optimal to post at 9 a.m. on Tuesday. But for you, your data is way different on your page with your followers and all that type of stuff. You can find generalities and similarities across the board with everything, mm -hmm. but my followers operate differently than yours. Makes sense. So it's all within your page. So if you look at the data, you can kind of figure out. And then as you're posting more, that data is going to change. And then you go back and you look at it and you adjust. You know, so that's, the, that's a huge myth about social media is there is a specific day and time to post. There's not. Start posting and then the data will come and you'll see when you get the most engagement. That's how you know when to post. Um, so that's one big myth about social media. Uh, another big myth, uh, I think this was about Facebook originally, but it's kind of stemmed to the entire internet. Um, business owners specifically think that the internet is like a magic money machine where like if I put a dollar in, I should get $2 back every single time, no matter what. And that's just not the case. Um, that's a, a huge myth and it's a hard conversation. It's a long conversation. So we don't have to have the whole, you know, drawn out conversation right here. Oh, it sounds like a part two for an interview, right? Potentially. There. I didn't hint at it. Um, <laughs> thank you for having me back guys. Um, but yeah, that, that's a, I, it sucks because that's why there's such a bad stigma around the digital advertising space is a lot of business owners go into it like, oh, these kids are printing millions of dollars. That should happen for me instantly. And it's like, well, Logan Paul posted videos on YouTube for 12 years before anybody saw him. And then he posted every single day for three more years, four more years, and those were the years he made his money. So like, if you just get on the internet and expect there to be money there for you tomorrow, that's just not the case. Mm. Um, so that's myth number two. Look at her looking at me. I know. But, <laughs> so uh, myth, myth number three is the average internet click-through rate is 2%. That is a fact but it's only a fact if you're bad at marketing. <laughs> you and I talked about this quite a bit. Yes, we did. You can get higher click-through rates if you spend time on finding people that have intent. So the marketing strategy that we talked about in our meetings uh, geared towards selling an information product for a personal brand or for a business is around blasting a message out there to a large group, spending a penny per person on a large group, and then once you find the people that are watching 15, 20, 30 seconds, the average person spends 1.9 seconds per post. Which is crazy. 1.9 seconds. So if I get you to watch 15 seconds of a post, that's 10 times your attention span. Yeah. So in, in nowadays world, like time is of the essence. We use Uber for the fact that like a cab takes too long to figure out. Like it, we're literally thinking about our time all the time. So when I spend 15 seconds, as much as I might not be like consciously thinking about it, that was intentional. Yeah. So spend a penny on all those people, then spend all the, the dollars on getting the clicks to your site on the people that are paying attention. Mm -hmm. So if you hit 100,000 people and 10,000 of them watch... Now, instead of spending a dollar per click on 100,000 people, you're only spending a dollar per click on 10,000 people. Yeah. Now you go from potentially spending 100 grand 
to only having to spend 10 grand because you're only focused on the people that are paying attention to you. So that's how you get your higher click-through rates. And like I talked to a business owner years ago and and he stumped me because I wasn't, uh, you know, I, I was green to the industry. I didn't know how to overcome the objection. And my my whole pitch to him was you're getting a 2% click-through rate. And he goes, but I'm a millionaire. I'm making millions of dollars. I don't care if 98% of people leave. And my only response was, so you're fine with disrespecting 98% of the people that go to your website? You're fine with disrespecting 98% of the people that see your ads? You should be, I mean, if I got a 2% on a test, which I have before. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I got horrible grades. Back to the Never did, right? You know, um, but you know that at, at the end of the day, like if I got a two percent on a test, like I would have been disowned. Yeah. You know, so like, how did that become the standard for like? Oh yeah, the average is two percent. Like that shouldn't be the average. Right. So it's a fact currently because that is just a statistic. Um, but there are like our average Google campaign gets a twelve to eighteen percent click through rate. You know, the average isn't 2% if you're good at what you're doing. Yeah. So that that's something that, um, and it's in the headlines, it's in the content, it's in uh, the audience that you're targeting and all that type of stuff. But when you get meticulous and you really know who you're trying to do business with, yeah, it's easy to find the 20% that will click on your post. Like, mm. come on. And I think it's knowing, like, where you should be at too, right? Yes. Like, if I'm on Facebook and all I'm seeing is realtor coaching, Maybe I shouldn't be doing my realtor coaching on Facebook. Maybe I need to move it over to Google. Exactly. Right. right. Or TikTok or, or, or TikTok. somewhere else where, yeah. yeah, they're getting the same video content and they're going to want to buy a video course, but it's saturated on Facebook. So maybe there's some underpriced attention on LinkedIn or right. TikTok or whatever. Yeah. I'm already. Already. Yep. So here's another hack for social media. And I don't know. I'm sure you still can do it. I'll have to check today. Um, If you have connections on LinkedIn, people are going to hate me for exposing this. Um, If you're building an email list, you can add people on LinkedIn, connect with them. Most people uh, sign up for social media with their personal email accounts, not their business email accounts. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn has a feature where you can pull data from all your connections phone numbers, emails, addresses, everything. What? So anyone you're connected with, if you are trying to sell a course and you're trying to figure out how to build an email list to 2,000 people, connect, 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 connect with all the real estate agents on LinkedIn. Well, I know what I'm doing all afternoon. Yep. So, <laughs> Here and, and here's Your another stat. Got really long. Here, here's another stat for LinkedIn. They're the number one fastest growing uh, social media platform in I think in America right now, eighty percent of their user base is outside of the U.S. What? I didn't know that until last week, and I'm in the game on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. 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 I I totally disregarded LinkedIn, and yeah, then I went me back too. to school at U of M, and every student and every teacher yes. and every person's like, "What's your LinkedIn?" And I'm like, "I haven't been on there since 2004. I don't know." And they're like, "No, that's what like that's where it's at. That's where the practice. party is." So I'd like do you remember, stop and update it. Do you remember ten years ago when the the or fifteen years ago when the standard was what's your Facebook? Right. Or eight right. years ago when the standard what's your Instagram? And it still kind of is to an extent. Yeah. In the now professional it's, world, it's what's your LinkedIn? What's that's going to replace resumes pretty soon. A hundred percent because you're not going to need the paper. You're just going to go there and you can see all the work history, all the mm-hmm. my bio and all about me, my the courses, my education. Like you can see it all. It's all there. 
So yeah, it's LinkedIn's an interesting platform. Mm, rut yeah. row, yeah. rut row, raggy. Well, my class on VC, all venture capital firms, like all mm-hmm. the people, like everybody was all LinkedIn, and yes. so I literally stopped what I was doing. It was like, okay, well, right now I'm updating my LinkedIn. Yep. Like, and there are ways to be spammy on every platform. So mm-hmm. like the the reason why I don't uh, like I won't answer a single DM on LinkedIn because nobody's there to actually network. Everybody's there to give you their sales pitch right away. Mm-hmm. There are ways to get around that. Like there are ways to be the authentic person mm-hmm. and like not be pitching 24 seven while still being like, Hey, come, like come be a part of my community, buy, buy my course. Because like, I know it's the best. You don't have to be in their DMS. Like, Hey, I, you know, I th- saw we had a few people in common. Uh, I have this thing that I want to show you in a demo. Are you available this week for a call? And it's like, I have no clue who you are. Mm. How do you know that I'm even in the market for what you're talking about? Like, let's connect first and then let me see what you talk about on my feed. Right. And like, if it's something that I'm interested in, typically I'll reach out. That's how the world is nowadays. I I think I was telling you about that. Yeah. If you're out there enough, the people that are interested are going to like, ask eventually they're gonna be like hey what is that that you just said what did you say about oh my gosh i could do this much in real estate my first year how exactly and you're like well i have a course on that you know and it's like if you're just out there enough the questions will come like the people will come to you if you build it they will come yeah like when i did that speaking event and then afterwards everybody's like well do you coach and i'm like yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's do it that. Just, 100%. It just so happens. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we have got about five minutes left, and my I my brain is exploding right now. Like I'm looking forward to like our after show chit chat of updating our punch list and creating new daily activities and making sure that we're updating LinkedIn. Yep. <laughs> Andrew, you have to come back like three more times. Yes. yes. No, I'm, get to have more, more stuff. I'm more than happy to talk about anything all the time. So so we have, um, we just got a couple minutes. First, I want to give you a chance to plug everything for you. You just dropped so much freaking knowledge on us. My brain is bleeding. Um, where can our friends, our listeners find you? Um, what's the best way to reach you? I am on all social media with my full name, Andrew.Futrell across all platforms. So, or some platforms, it's just Andrew Futrell. So if they have my name from the bio or the title or whatever, then they'll be able to find me on social media. Uh, my website is mindsetmarketingllc.com. So the name of my business, llc.com. Beautiful. Uh, very easy. We'll leave all those links in the in the description for wherever you're listening. Um, and before we go, mm-hmm. Trisha just has three super quick questions. We've got literally five minutes left. All right. Shoot. If you could go back and give teenage you advice, what would it be? Patience is a lot more important than you're going to (laughs) think. So true. I like that. If you could wake up tomorrow and work any other job in the world, what would it be? Um, You wouldn't pick one. That's the secret question. No, I, so I've been thinking about this a lot recently. I think I would do something more in the product space, which is a business that I'm actually getting into. I think I would scale a product more than a service. Um, Like the supplement industry is so interesting to me, Mm -hmm. how you can just like have vitamins and then people just order them on repeat 
every two months or every three months. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that somebody needs. So finding something like that, I think, is what I would end up doing. Because I could still do it from anywhere and, like, help people and all that type of stuff. I have a giant cupboard of all, all the – 100%. All, all every protein shake to, to live on. Exactly. And it's on Amazon <laughs> subscription and it yep. just comes to my door and, yeah, you know. All the time. I yeah. love it. If you had one wish, a genie came right now and would give you anything in the entire world, what would you wish for? Uh, I said it before the show. I think right now I would wish for a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I want the most. I, I'm very grateful for everything that I have and everything Aww. that's going on in my life. I, I live a very good life. So I'm I'm pumped with where I'm at, and I a dog is what I want most. That right is now. so awesome. <laughs> that's a super easy wish. So. Thank you. Yes, I, I don't like making it difficult. Like, I'm at where I'm at for a reason. Excuse me. Um, so, you know, I don't, like, I don't, I strive for so much more, but it's coming. And I'm so well prepared and, and like ready for it that when it comes, I'm I'm fine. And until then, I just try and enjoy every day. It's like a dog would like bring way more smiles, you know. <laughs> oh, I, love I love it. it. I love it. Yeah. That is awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for all of this. This of was course. great. I learned so much. Kylie learned so much. We're excited to have you back again in the Heck new yeah. studio soon. Um, so join us next week, friends, for uh, more more awesomeness. More awesomeness. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Um, and, uh, I, you know, this was supposed to be your damn job. I know. I was supposed to do the outro. <laughs> this is where the whole show falls apart. <sighs> at the end. We never Every know time. how to say goodbye. It's hard to wrap up. Yeah. It is. Like, especially when we had such an amazing show. This was straight fire. <laughs> yeah. So... Re-listen to it. I'm yes. going to re-listen to it like Oh, dude, I cannot wait. I'm going to put it in Ryan's ear. I'm putting it in everybody's ear. My kids are listening to this. Yeah. So excited. So, yes, come back for more next week. We drop new episodes every Thursday. You can find us on YouTube, um, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of those places. Um, you can reach us. We're all on social media. Trisha Dork, pretty easy name to remember. Um, I'm all across platforms as Agent Boyle 007. And we really look forward to bringing you some more fire next week. Bye, friends. Woo. We thank you so much for joining us today on the Elite Live with Trish and Kylie. Be sure to share the episode with a friend so we can continue bringing you more great tips on grit, grace, and real estate. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook. We hope the ideas we share continue to help you build an empire and leave a legacy.